Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talked to my good friend, Matt Giovannisi. We're going to talk about a YouTube sort of project and experiment he's been working on, and we're going to drink beers. It's a thing that Matt and I do together. How are you, Matt? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Tell us about the beer that we're drinking right now. Oh, we are drinking Ellie's Brown from Avery, local Boulder spot. Um, I, I was just telling you off air, this is a beer. I have this beer and I have the upslope version of the of their brown ale. And every time I drink them, I'm like, I need to drink more of this. But I only have one a year because it's like I just get one can somewhere. Or I'm like, oh, this is so good. Or I get it at a, you know, the, the place I have it and the time I have it the most is at ski resorts. It's, and it's perfect for that. Perfect. And the reason why, I mean, this is a great beer and I usually, I drink with the seasons often. So, so you're a pumpkin got, beer drinker now? <laughs> we got a little, you know what? I experimented a lot with pumpkin beers back in the day, mm. but this year I have not, uh, I haven't had one. It, it got a little cooler and I I was at the beer store and then I, I got basically a flight for us. So we have this, we have Black Butte Porter from mm. Deschutes. Yeah, Deschutes, yeah. Another one of my favorites and another local beer, Left Hand Milk Stout mm-hmm. Nitro. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to drink all of these in the next few minutes, but we're going to do our best. So yeah, we got all day. <laughs> for the people that don't know you at all, yeah. Matt, mm-hmm. can you give a quick intro about who you are and what you do? Um, I mean, if you know me from anywhere, it's probably Money Lab, uh, moneylab.co. It's a, a spot where I kind of talk. I do online business challenges, online experiments. Uh, sometimes I write some articles here and there. I have a YouTube channel, got a podcast, and then uh, that was all a byproduct of my flagship business, which is SwimUniversity.com, which is where I've I've had that site since 2006, 2004, 2006, and I teach people how to take care of their pools and hot tubs. Cool. And I've been doing that forever, so it's like an authority site in the pool space and hot tub space. Perfect. And, and when did you start Money Lab, by the way? 2015. Okay. So, and you were doing swim you for mm-hmm. how many years before that? Um, of course, like a decade. Um, yeah, since yeah, since 2006 I I so I bought the domain in 2004, didn't actually do anything until 2006. Uh, and then um went full-time in 2011 and been doing it yeah, ever still so, still doing it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, for a long time. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So clearly an overnight success. Yep. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> 17 year overnight success. Yep. And you were getting traction. Things were going well. You started uh, Money Lab and you've dabbled, you know, in different areas. Uh, yeah. Podcasting, uh, YouTube, you you blog as well. So mm. people can learn a lot more about you. We'll oh, put yeah. links so that you could check out those details. And you, you share a ton of information about swim university traffic earnings all those details right yeah and and uh money lab what i started it because i i was so behind the scenes with swim university i wasn't out there talking about this stuff and i kind of wanted to be you know and i wanted to do other projects you know not just in the pool space but i've done stuff in coffee i've done stuff in beer so i just wanted to put it out there and i wanted to i like i like this stuff like it's a hobby of mine all of it you know, marketing, building websites, video, all this stuff. And so I wanted a place to showcase that ability of mine to okay. just like basically uh, not have a life and just do that full time. And I just 
recognize the sort of niche that you're in. It's liquids. So you got <laughs> swimming pools, you got hot tubs, uh-huh. beer, uh-huh. coffee. What What's next? Uh, what other liquid can you go after? Nothing. But I I thought, yeah, I've, I know that. And I've, I know that I'm in liquids and I know that I'm in science. And science meaning like specifically chemistry because technically there's chemistry in beer and there's chemistry in coffee and there's chemistry in pool care and there's, I guess, chemistry in online business in a weird way. Um, so I actually tried to rename my business at some point. I was gonna, I, my business is very simple. It's a stupid name that I, it's Ace Media. And I chose it uh, in 2008 when I officially started my LLC. And the only reason it's called that is because the, the, I, I just happened to collect decks of playing cards. It's a, I don't even do it anymore, but people know that about me and they'll just like, get, hey, I got this deck from whatever, you know, wherever they traveled from. And I'm like, all right, stick it in the box. I don't know how to, like, I'm not good at cards. I'm not doing, I don't do cardistry. I don't do magic, but I don't know. I just like, I always have a deck of cards on me or at my office. Um, but yeah, I was going to name it like Redox, which I think is like a chemical reaction. I don't know. It's something. I had to look it up and I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, I ah, forget it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Long story short. That's all right. That's a, that actually brings it all together and allows us to transition into this YouTube experiment. So you've done a lot of stuff and can you kind of describe what the experiment was yeah. and the results? And you can tell us the results ahead of time, like up front, just yeah. as the hook here. Um, so my, the, 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 the challenge was, well, the, it, you know, it started as an idea before it became a challenge. The idea uh, I've been trying to figure out what to talk about. I wanted to have, I wanted to create YouTube videos. And before I did this challenge, I had a live show, um, which you've been on and it didn't do as well as I just, I don't know. I kind of felt it wasn't working and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. And so I shut it down and I was like, all right, I need to, I need to come up with another idea. Cause this isn't working for me. It just has a, like logistical issues and, it wasn't fun. It felt like a lot of work for very little payoff. And we, you know, Steph and I are always, and Steph's my girlfriend. We always talk about um, just different business ideas whenever they come up. And I just kept saying, I always say this, I say this about podcasting and YouTube. It's like, I, I just wish I had an idea. I wish I knew like the format or like what to talk about, because I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. And I don't want, and I, I kind of feel like it has to be epic. It has to be like polished and great. So I'm just like torn in this weird space, especially on online marketing. It's not, I don't feel that way in any other industry. It's just, it's just this one. I think it's cause it's so near and dear to me. Like as a, as a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the business that I actually operate in, you know, and have peers and, you know, and read content on and whatever. So I, so St- Steph had this idea that was like, what if you, she's like, I think you should do website teardowns on YouTube. And I was like, why? She's like, well, cause you do them in, in my community and you, you do them for people. Like if somebody asks you to like critique their site, like you'll throw on loom and you'll do it. She's like, I think people would really appreciate that and would like to see that. And I was like, I don't think people want to see that. I, I, 
I don't watch them. I know they exist, but I don't look at them. And I, I, I was like, all right, that's interesting. And I kind of just like, whatever. I kind of blew it off, to be honest. And I went in, I went, uh, so every Friday we have a happy hour with my pro community and I brought it up. I brought the idea up and I just watched everyone's face sort of like light up a little bit. Like that's, and they were like, that's an interesting idea. I was like, really? Who wants to see this? And so I, I, so I was like, all right, I'll do one. You know, I'll do one, throw it up on YouTube, see what happens. And, you know, use Ecamm Live and, you know, the same setup that I had for Money Lab Live. I didn't have a script. I had nothing. I just had a website to, to critique, threw on the camera, recorded it, didn't do it live. So I recorded it on Ecamm. And it was like 30 minutes of rambling. Like just, just, I had nothing, you know, I was just, I was just looking at the site for the first time, kind of critiquing it. I think it ended up being like 30 or 35 minutes and uploaded it to YouTube. And I got a lot of positive comments. In fact, I got a comment from my friend who was not in this space, like text, texted me and said, Hey, I just saw this video you posted. I like it, but you were rambly. Like he had a bunch of feedback and I was like, okay. Hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do a 31 day challenge in October where I'm going to publish a website critique or a website teardown every day of the month, every day of the week for the whole month. And my goal there was to one, grow the channel um, and two, make it as easy as possible on myself to just crank out daily videos and just see what happens. And, and, Without really having a plan, I, my, my plan with any Money Lab challenge is to make money. It's the reason it's called Money Lab. Uh, so there had to be at least that. That was really the only metric that I was measuring was like channel growth and, you know, what did it pay off? Is it worth my time to do? Got it. Okay. So Steph had an idea mm -hmm. um, because you're you're matt and you know we're we're men sometimes mm -hmm. when we hear an idea we're like no that's a bad idea so initially you thought hey that's a bad idea i just don't think any, no one would watch it <laughs> i'm like who's gonna watch this you pitched it to a couple people a few people that were at the community happy hour yep. for money lab pro they were like hey that seems like a good idea and then off to the races you started a yeah. little, little shaky and then mm -hmm. yeah. can you can you tell us uh like some of the results that you saw and then we'll, we'll dig into the details okay. but just so people know like what happened yeah so there was a lot of like within the month of within the challenge i made a lot of like not 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 pivots just adjustments right because i kept the same format uh and i just made it tighter and tighter and tighter and there was a couple of points within the challenge that like had i had spikes of like oh okay i learned something now i'm gonna go that in that direction uh in the end I made, and I wrote this down, I made about $1,200. And only 200 of that came from YouTube advertising, which I ended up turning off uh, on day 20. I just shut off advertising. I made about $202, and then I turned it off. And I, we can talk about that yep. and why I did that. Um, so $1,264.69 to be exact. Uh, that is a mix between ads, so basically the 200 is ads, 
And I started kind of halfway through the whole challenge selling a $24 workshop that was related to the content that I was putting out. Um, and that was, I did not expect to do that. That wasn't part of the plan before I started the challenge. It was like, oh, I need, it, it just, every time you post a video, you're like, I, you know, I looked at the videos and I said, what did I, what can I do better? And, and so at, at a certain point, I think it was more than, or less than halfway through, I ended up hiring my assistant who, who works for me, uh, at, on all my businesses, uh, very, very part-time, you know, like a contractor. And I had her doing, um, so the videos would automatically get uploaded, but I would have her doing thumbnail design, just gen like chapters, like just general YouTube SEO stuff. And she charged me about $330 for the videos that she did, which was uh, quite a bit. I would say like three quarters of the videos. And so my my net revenue was $933 for the month. What would it have been or what was it the previous month? Nothing. Okay. So like, you... like $20 or something. Yeah. It was just ads. I had nothing up there. Okay. So ads yeah. and you weren't publishing very much. I didn't publish at all in September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't published since I think June. I think June is when I stopped Money Live Live. Got it. Okay. Perfect. And you mentioned that you tried to do live streams before mm -hmm. and you know I, I i do live streams and we we chatted and hopefully i didn't guide you in the wrong direction i mean you made your own decision yeah i i was like i like them i hate them for certain reasons but i like them for other reasons yeah one of the great things is people are a little more forgiving with a live stream and they you know if you mess up mi yeah if mm -hmm. you misspeak or there's some technical issue they're a little more forgiving the other yeah. part is there's uh there's no post production. You just publish it or you pull it down. Right. And I see what you did here. You created a workflow based on the live stream setup mm -hmm. that made it very easy. So whenever whenever I'm trying to do something, it's easy to make it so complicated. Um, but usually, if I could remove the hurdles, because otherwise, right? If I have to walk across the room to like get something, I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not. Gonna I, don't, do that. I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, do yeah. And um, yeah. So how much did that like? play into you being able to complete everything which it, part what do you mean? Uh, uh, the easy workflow the work i mean it's it's ridiculously easy it it takes me 16 minutes to make a 15 minute video and i only say i only say that because the minute is literally just pulling up my form where people submit their websites and just picking one <laughs> and then you know making sure that the screen fits what it has to fit and then my computer's always set up my camera's always on the light i just flick on two lights and it's less than a minute and then i'm i'm literally hitting a record button and then once i hit the record button um it the the is a there's a prompt that comes up in ecan that's like upload to youtube and so i just type in a, a quick title a quick one to two sentence description that can be changed later and it's gone and it's up it's uploaded at unlisted and then from there, my VA takes over and, you know, adds the thumbnail and schedules it for a published date and adds, a, a, you know, a templated description that we have of, of my products and other links and stuff and adds tags and end cards and or end screens and all that stuff. Got it. 
Let's pause for a quick word from our sponsor, Otis. That's O-D-Y-S over at otis.global. And they are the source for age domains with strong branding and those powerful backlinks that we want for our websites. The feature domain for this week is princesstofu.com. That sounds delicious. I'd eat a dish called that, maybe. I don't know. Depends on where. where, uh, You know, I'm not a big tofu person, but let's get back on track here. This was a personal blog of a vegetarian living in San Francisco, and she used to blog and showcase her favorite vegetarian recipes. And before settling in San Francisco, the author had traveled around the world. So there are many international recipes. This particular domain, obviously, would be great for anything food-related, and it would work wonderful for any sort of like Uh, maybe like a a kitchen and home appliance related website. So you can really orient it in a few different ways. It was created back in 2012, so it's nine years old. Domain rating is still holding strong at 27, and the domain authority is 34. There are over 241 referring domains, and 163 of them are due follow. They have some, not they, this site, this domain has some links from thekitchen.com, foodandwine.com, and greenkitchenstories.com. If you join Otis using my affiliate link, you can get $100 into your account, which is fantastic. I may earn a commission if you ever purchase anything, which I greatly appreciate. And thanks to Otis for sponsoring this show. And what did you think was going to happen? And you mentioned a couple metrics that you were looking at Mm -hmm. for success, which was earning more money and then, you know, doing better on YouTube. Can you talk about the metrics that you looked at at YouTube as well? Because there's, there's so many. There's so many. I didn't really, I didn't really look. I mean, I obviously looked, um, I wasn't tracking to make it better, but I, I, I did gain 178 new subscribers in the month. And, you know, whether that was from older videos or this, but it was, I mean, I was doing a blitz, but there was a couple of things that I noticed um, that I didn't, it wasn't a hard measurement. It was sort of like, you just feel it. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's data, but like, you can also go like, oh, okay. A couple of points were the comments. The comments were crazy positive and and I would I would ask for comments because I you know I don't really do that in a lot of my other videos, but like this one I at the end I I said like hey leave a comment whatever, um, and the comments were just positive like like oh this part was so great this was so whatever, and I just went okay that's cool that's a good that's a good sign like I wasn't getting negativity, so like you know oh this guy sucks whatever whatever, um another one was there was certain videos this all right i'll tell the one story that like completely shifted everything it was a one metric uh i i think i had done maybe 10 videos right and originally i'm uploading them thinking i'm going to do youtube seo and so in in order to gain more subscribers like that was my plan and so 
I, you know, I would do my first couple of videos were like how to build a keyword list and how to blah, blah, blah. Even though I wasn't technically showing you how to do that, I was critiquing a website that maybe did that poorly and then offered advice on how I would do it. But I would like cherry pick a moment and go like, all right, I'm going to call it a how I'm going to title it a how to video. And then we're going to kind of just hope that I rank for keyword research, which is an impossible uh, for that, for that style of video. And, and, and it kind of made me, I didn't like it. Cause I was like, Oh, that's not, I'm being disingenuous. It's not clickbait necessarily, but it, it's disingenuous. So I was like, all right, well, I, I, I didn't know another, I didn't have another strategy at the time. So I, so I think it's like, I don't know which, I think it's like video number eight or 10 or something. And Adam, and at the end of every video, I'm asking people to submit via a form that I have. It's just like a, a, a URL that I created. And so people can submit their sites and I get a ton of data on these sites. So I have some context when I'm looking at it. And this is before I had better questions. I had like kind of crappy questions, just like, what's your site? You know, how much do you make? You know, what's your traffic like? Uh, and so the site comes in and I, and I don't even look at it. I, I, when I sit down, I pull up the next one in the queue and I hit the record button and I go. So I'm like looking at the site and the first thing I talk about is branding. And I'm like, Oh, this, you know, I don't really understand this branding. And I'm like looking at the site. It's not like terrible looking at first, but I'm making fun of the like featured image. And as I start to get into it, like, like five minutes in, I'm like, Oh my God, this is ter- This is the worst that I've ever seen. Like this is unbelievably bad. And I, I just turned off the screen share and I looked directly down the barrel of the camera and I'm just like, okay, this is not how to build an affiliate site. Let's talk about how we how we should do it differently and just kind of went on to more of a rant about affiliate sites. And when I when I when when I finished the recording, the prompt came up like to upload to YouTube, and in my head I'm like, just dump it. That was that was there's nothing there. It's it's nothing. But then I was like, well, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do another one. So I just titled it, this is the worst affiliate site I've ever seen. And that was my title because it was true. And I and I just said it and I didn't know what else to put. That video just like hit. Like it just had a spike. And I, when I say a spike and, and to be very clear, my average is around 300 views. This climbed to 800 views. So I was like, okay. Whoa, that completely changed my titling process. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I have to create (laughs) sensational titles. (laughs) And then I went down a rabbit hole of like, you know, thumbnail design, title, you know, title theory or whatever you want to call it. And I learned a ton and and it's, and it works sometimes. It's not always great. Uh, But because I'm not doing SEO, I'm actually servicing my existing subscribers. So what I realize now in hindsight, I, I have to do, I have to grow my YouTube channel outside of YouTube. The algorithm will work, but like not all the time Yeah, in my favor because of the way that I do my videos. And I'm going to try different shows and see what happens. But um, that was a, like, so views are a metric that I look at obviously per video. Cause I was like, why did that video do so well? Or why did that video tank? And it's clearly the title. It's just, yeah. it's always the title. That title and it. thumbnail. Yeah. Title and thumbnail. 
every time. Which lead to the click-through rate, and I'm sure mm. that you know played right hand in hand. I did not look at it. Look at your click-through rate too, and it, I mean, it, there's a strong correlation. I yeah, I I because the reason I didn't look at it was because I knew I wasn't changing the thumbnail design, and but I was you like have the system, yeah, right. So it, in that moment, so I'm like, well, that's not that's something that I relinquished and is no longer in my control and i've set the stage for because i'm the one that designed the original thumbnails and then set the stage of like how they would all go forward Mm -hmm. and so i'm like well i can control the titles but i can't control the thumbnail and so i didn't want to like step on her every single time i upload a video i'm like changing thumbnails and i'm doing a daily video like i don't yeah you could adapt along the way yeah well the other thing is you could like change the thumbnails you could say here's the new template yeah do, redo like eight of these. that's what we're doing at 100 okay. but i don't i still don't think i'm going to pay too much attention to the thumbnail my my most important um my most important aspect is just branding i want all the thumbnails to have a a similar brand feel to them so that when you see it you know it as a as a as a true subscriber and so i do have to work outside of youtube to build that which i'm okay with okay and uh, so one other metric which would be interesting is mm-hmm. basically like um oh a subscribed or no not the re- well the retention is is interesting yeah. but the the number of unsubscribed viewers so that indicates you're reaching outside your subscriber base oh 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 i see what you're saying like yeah. the, the number of people who watch videos that don't that are not subscribed yeah yeah which i mean you have a pretty good how many subscribers do you have like three thirty one sixty five. okay cool and, and i mean the thing is you have would you say like roughly 10 percent of your subscriber base is the average number of views for a typical video about 300. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So when it goes beyond that 300, then most likely you're starting to get like people yeah. outside your normal audience. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And then, yeah, I hate the clickbait headline style, like the thing you shouldn't be doing, but you're probably doing yeah. kind of thing, or you won't believe what happened when X. But, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. But even I get sucked into it as a YouTube viewer, and the what I who I studied was Mr. Beast. That was who, and Mr. Beast. You can find tweets from him about thumbnail design, and this is a. And the only reason I bring him up is because if there's anybody that I trust who understands the algorithm of YouTube, it's him. They, I believe, and I'm I, I believe that. YouTube talks to him, you know, like, Hey, (laughs) you know, what should we do? But he has the most, like, he has like rules that he sets for his thumbnails. He has things that he talks about. And I did all, I, I tried to employ a lot of his techniques into my videos. Same with my other channels as well. Um, and, and when you, when you, uh, find out what they are, you're like, Oh, that's like, it's nothing new. You see it on TV all the time. Like he's not, he didn't reinvent it. He just went, oh, this is what they want because he's done so many videos. So I'm going to keep doing that. 
you know, his content is insane. You can't, no one can replicate it, but um, that's part of the, that's part of the magic. Do you think he's at a level now where we can't take lessons from him as well, right? So if I do what Joe Rogan does on his podcast mm -hmm. or his YouTube channel, it may or may not work because he's at a, you know, magnitudes of a different level. And I'm not saying we can't learn from the masters, right? But is there some point where it's like, oh yeah, Mr. Beast is saying this, but you know what? He's, he's playing in a different arena than we are. He... I've seen him talk about this. He's he is he's helping small channels, like personally, saying, "Hey, do this, do this, do this," because I've learned these things. He where like his current videos. You can't look at his current videos. Well, you know, I don't have ten thousand dollars to give to a homeless person, so therefore I can't do what Mr. Beast does. And that's not the same. That's not the advice to take. That's not, you're, you're, you're kind of like just seeing it at face value and you're not learning what he's truly doing and what he's truly saying. And a lot of it is really, I mean, I'll just give you some of the ones that I've, I've, I've learned. One is tell your viewers what to expect in the first like five to 10 seconds. And I, and I, I you know, seconds don't matter, but if you start a video and you're just like, and you just get into the content and you don't set them up to be like, hey, stay till the end. Not You don't have to say stay till the end, but like in this video, we're going to do blank, 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 and blank, and then get into it. That helps create audience retention. There's two metrics that he follows. Uh, the retention rate. So if you're so in his case, if you're not getting 70% retention you're not doing it. You're you need you need to you need more practice. You need to keep learning different things. Which is which I took to heart cuz I'm like I mean that makes so much sense. What's what is YouTube's goal? Is to get you to watch videos. And if you watch 70% of a video, they're definitely serving that up in their algorithm to other people in that space. Like they're definitely going to do that for you. The other one is click through rate, which you mentioned. Is like if if you have an excellent title and an excellent thumbnail that gets people to click through and then retains them for 70%, you've beaten the algorithm. That's just like, that's all YouTube wants, right? And so the question is, how do you do that? One, one of the hacks or one of the, like the tips, right? Cause not everyone does it right. But one of the tips is, is just giving up, giving up front what it is to expect. The other one is keeping their attention throughout the entire video the way that Mr. Beast does it is that he keeps changing the direction of the story. He keeps adding a, a monkey wrench. Not, no, I shouldn't say that because it's not the right uh, analogy, but he keeps adding a layer like, Oh, and now like, you know, Hey, we're going down, we're doing this maze. We're doing this maze. Oh my God. All of a sudden a tree trunk falls. It's like, oh, now you have to get around the tree trunk. And it's like, if you look at squid game, did you watch squid game? We're only one episode. In. So I won't give too much yeah. away, but, <laughs> They employed the exact same strategy. Of, it's open loops. It's oh, open again, loops oh, again and again. Yep. Yeah. That okay. you know that do, that you want to see complete. It's why uh, there, there's a um, there's a great I shouldn't say great. There's a <laughs> YouTube channel that's good. Uh, I don't understand it, but they are in the pool space. They clean pools. This guy, Mister Pool Guy, huge audience, cleans pools. You're like. 
how does he have like a massive like millions of people? Because he's he's taking something and and like you need as a person, we as humans just like, like have this desire to see it complete and like to restore order in the world. Uh, and so like that's what Jimmy or Mr. Beast explores with his videos, at least I think. Um, and the, and again, like he has rules for thumbnails. Like you should like um, no wasted space. Like every single inch of that thumbnail should be taken up by something human faces. Um, you know, not a lot of text. Uh, just it's and it's it's also kind of a feel, but it's also like yeah. there is you can you can see it when you see a good thumbnail. You're like, damn, that's a good yeah. thumbnail. And I, I was uh, talking to one of my VAs this actually today mm. and i was like gotta make that face like fucking huge like it should take up the whole yeah. like half like 50 percent yeah. of the frame here and then yeah a, three four words on the other side mm-hmm. of course you could have maybe some stock image if it's relevant on the other side but like yeah don't the white space is not is, your friend is, yeah white, there. Well, white space is a waste of space in yeah. in thumbnail design or negative space or whatever right. you call it yeah right um, okay, per- perfect answer right. on that, by the way. So it's like, you can still learn lessons. Yeah, I, I lobbed it up for you. Okay, what didn't go well? Obviously, a lot more views, some more subscribers than normal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anything not go well where you were like, ah, I did not anticipate this. I need to adjust. Oh, I mean, in the, yeah, yeah. Cause in the beginning I'm like, I'm like, overall it went well, you know, I'm like, I'm very pleased with it, all that stuff. Uh, in the beginning I had a, I had a very, I had a very bad intro and I needed to fix that, which I did pretty quickly again, using the Mr. Beast mindset of like, in this video, we're talking about X and let's get in, let's get into it. I do a quick, like, um, intro card that I made in, um, after effects. That was like a home improvement spoof and then i and then uh i didn't have anything to promote so without so in the beginning a lot of my videos i just promoted affiliate links when they came up so like i would talk about oh this you know this affiliate link's kind of hidden i can't see it you know go to you know buy this product or oh this website's super slow i have an affiliate link for that buy that and i would just say like moneylab.co slash rocket moneylab.co whatever um not a great you know, I'm sure it led to sales or whatever. I'm sure it led to clicks, but I, nothing I could measure accurately because I don't know where they're, you know, coming from. So I, so that was like the first, like, okay, I need to promote something and I need to promote it hard and it needs to be the same thing every time. So immediately I thought, all right, well, I have like five courses and a WordPress theme. So I have a store of, of products on Money Lab. So I said, okay, well, let me put up a card in the be- and I was gonna I was only doing this at the end. I was put up a card that says like, hey, uh, if you want any of my courses, just type in the promo code and you'll get 20% off. And that was like I did that for a couple of videos. And then Steph was like, you need to front load that. Because, you know, you're gonna get some drop off, which is gonna kill your retention rate a little bit, but like you need to put that up front or at least somewhere sooner than the end because the end is where the least amount of people are uh and so i was like okay so i put it up front and i did get two sales by having a promo code it wasn't for my more expensive products it was literally for my cheapest product but then i thought 
as a person, like, I don't want to go into your store and just like pick a course and just and, and get 20% off. Like, it's not a compelling offer. And I, I, I didn't have like anything else to offer. That doesn't mean I have my courses. I'm like, oh, do I just offer? So then I thought, well, you know, if, if somebody submits a website and they're having trouble with traffic, then, then, then pitch your SEO course in the beginning. If they're having trouble with page speed and the next one, pitch your page speed course. So like pick different courses, but then you don't have that repetition of the message on the video. And so I felt that that wasn't going to work either. I was just going to spread the message thin, right? It's like if Geico, every commercial was just an offer for a different product of theirs. And you're like, what does Geico do? <laughs> Cause like you might've seen like one out of 10 commercials or two out of 16 commercials. And you're like, I think they only do motorcycles because you just happen to see the two motorcycle ads, right? They just, they just pump you full of ads. So yeah, I had to change that. I ended up changing it to not offering anything for sale, just offering something for free, which I came up with like in the middle of the whole thing. And I came up with it because I was trying to figure out, well, everyone's struggling with something. What's something that I can offer that that's related to what everyone's watching that feels like, oh, cool. Like he's giving me something. He's about to like shit on a website real bad, but he's got a solution up up front if, if, in case I have a website or, or whatever. So that's what went terribly for a long time. And honestly, this $1,200 that I made, I definitely could have made more if I had done it earlier. Sure. Gotcha. And the, the opt-in lead magnet yeah. that you pitch in the front, I mean, it's a great one. It's like the perfect blog post or something. Perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect post cheat sheet. Okay. Yeah. And I I have the same um, lead magnet. Really? Which, I, I mean, the thing is like- <laughs> I not, thought I was being original. No, we're, we're not doing anything original. And I did I know, teardowns yeah. like years ago. Dude, so, you know what? Uh, you, like you could have just asked me. I, I, the other, but, uh, two things. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait on that, <laughs> just hold that thought. Because on two things that happened to me recently. One, I, again, trying to think, thinking I'm being original. I say I love you at the end of a lot of my emails to, to my audience. Uh, and then I started, uh, somebody sent me a video from Noah Kagan and he says, I love you at the end of his videos. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't think he stole it from me. Think just, I had a non-original idea. And then I, I used to have for the, since I started money lab in 2015, I would say I would have a different middle name for myself every single time. My first middle name ever in every email and every podcast was oops i sat on a cucumber and i did that because i had a friend from like on my childhood who was like who said that and it cracked me up so much so i i i did that and then i found out miles beckler does that and i just like it's not a steal it's just like the same idea yeah there's not um i mean th those are direct things that you stole but <laughs> oh, right. but like we most things have been done before and it, it's okay. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I didn't have the original like ideas, but I w actually, I was going to talk to you offline about the uh, signing off with, I love you in the emails. Mm -hmm. Seems needy. I don't know. You don't like it. <laughs> I mean, you can I mean, mix I, it up. It, I, I'm mixing it up. Okay. I say talk soon. I'll say like, yeah. Yeah. Later. But talk, talk, yeah. Whatever. Thanks. Thanks. I don't know. Um, but 
anyway, back, back yeah, on sorry. track here. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Okay. Yes, the opt-in. Yeah, the lead magnet. Very good. Okay, so you adjust it along the way. And a couple, like, sort of final questions mm. here. What's coming up? So mm. you went through the challenge. Obviously, even though it only took, like, you know, 15, 16 minutes per teardown. Yeah, that came later, too. That was another problem. Oh, just cut cut it down and just, like, go faster, it, They faster. were just, yeah, because they were just like, these are too long. Yeah. And another thing that, if you look at Mr. Beast videos, they're 15 minutes. I was going to say, I'm going to start, I mean, I've been, um, I do long-form interviews, mm-hmm. typically, and I haven't been, uh, Honestly, I've just, I'm, I'm like, I got burned out and I'm like, I'm publishing what I want on YouTube yeah. and that stagnates growth or, or anything like that. But I'm happy to make that trade off for just publishing what I want to publish. Right. However, that said, I will probably be doing like 10 minute videos, like six to 10 minutes, because mm-hmm. that's kind of where, what I like to watch. Yeah. And Same. I mean, I watch long uh, things occasionally, but it has to be someone I love. And it has to be a, a subject that I'm like, I'll I'll sit for an hour if it's a subject like, oh, I'm like I'm basically taking a free course, right? You know, but it, or if it's like a a, a podcast or, or yeah, yeah, concert, yeah, sure. Um, but but yeah, like six to ten minutes is the sweet spot for me when I watch. And I've sort of, I mean, based on what I just said, where I'm like, I'll, I'll publish like a ninety minute interview, yeah, and some people will really enjoy it but not many no and it's it's for them and uh, the other thing too is like so so they said that between 10 and 20 minutes is like the sweet spot for youtube videos and with i the, the thing i thought about was when i used to work at a job and i was trying to get out of working at that job i could listen to podcasts all day i could not watch video like youtube like if they caught me watching a youtube video yeah, I'd be fired, but yeah, throw on a podcast. It's talk radio. Yep, you know, so you could do that all day. So I'm like, oh, I think that's why in our space, I feel podcasts are a little bit more uh, easier. Sure, more easier uh, <laughs> because it's just because people at work they're trying to get out of their job, they're trying to quit their job and do this full time. That's when they can learn. They can learn at work by throwing in a podcast, but they can't do it on YouTube. And I, I literally did the same. I mean, I worked for at home for many years, but yeah, the same. Yeah. Um, plus, okay. you're, plus you're working. So, like, how do you watch a video and work at the same? I can't put on YouTube and work at the same time. It's pretty tough. Although yeah. I got two screens over there, it's, I, I can kind of do it now. But I my boss put, is an asshole. Yeah, but, but it's me. But it's you. <laughs> now it is. But I think like the with, like here, I put on. I could put on a podcast, or I could put on a video podcast. But not if I'm not if it's like edu- educating me, right? Yeah, because I'm like I got other shit to do. A secondary yeah. thing. Okay, so you talked about a couple things that didn't go so well. Mm. I forgot to ask uh, what was the retention rate. So just quick. Um, I think it's I, I from last time I checked it was like fifty percent. That is amazing. Like forty to fifty percent. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I I think it's because they're short. Yeah, that's you know? great. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to get retention rates in the 40s mm-hmm. as as i've tightened some videos up mm-hmm. like I, I could do better but um, I, I was i got really uh i thought i could do it better on brew cabin and i got to 65 on one video and i was uh, like whoa okay sweet. that's awesome and it's, a, it's an 11 minute no 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 it's a nine minute video and it's like it moves Quick. like it's it moves it changes yeah 
And we're, we're going to talk about the other YouTube okay. channels in just a second. So what's the upcoming plan for Money Lab on mm-hmm. YouTube right now? Definitely doing the web, website teardowns. Going to continue. I have 30 left in the queue. And every video, like every past video has a link and me saying, submit your, you know, your video. So the queue builds. Uh, and I'm like, that's, that's such a, it's the best. Cause I don't have to think it just, it just pull up what's next. And I, and I launch. And sometimes the reaction is the best part. Like I'll pull up the video and I'm like, Oh boy. Sometimes I'll look at it beforehand. You know, if I'm like, if I, if I see the domain, I'm like, Oh man. Or if I re I'll read their comments. I go, I should look at this before I put it up, pull it up. <laughs> um, and so, so I'm going to continue doing it. I'm rebranding it as homepage improvement, which is what the title card is. So all of the thumbnails will get changed into that sort of blueprinty home improvement style. Uh, and then they'll all have um, some sort of indicator on the thumbnail that, that, that you're watching that series. And it's really to make room to, to create more series within the channel with different pl- and thinking about it like oh you might get three videos a week but each video is a different format like it's not going to be a website teardown three days a week it'll be a website teardown something else something else and then you can subscribe to playlists and have those sort of like shows within a larger channel so it's like imagine old school you know you, you if you subscribe to if you could subscribe to NBC you know you'd get Parks and Rec Dirty Rock you get those like different shows and you could watch them Got it. um so that's the plan the two shows that i so web so it's going to be called homepage improvement that'll continue to happen um same process and everything and then the two other shows that i've come up with that i'm going to do similar it's going to be a similar format where you see my face you know with screen shares um one is going to something about Q&A. So basically, people will be able to submit questions, and I'll be able to answer them. Simple. The other one that um, the Money Lab Pro audience came up with, and I was like, oh. And I told Steph this, and she's like, that's going to be awesome. Uh, logo makeovers. So people can submit their website logos to me, and I will literally redesign them on in 15 minutes. And like, you know, spruce them up, make them better. And then they can, and then talk that process through. Got it. Will it be like uh, the photographers where you're going to put a big watermark, a money lab watermark? You're like, now I can sell it to you, but it's like $800. What do you think? <laughs> Most definitely. You think I should do that? <laughs> put a money lab watermark and like, yeah, I'll give you the original proofs. Yeah. Uh, somebody, so. somebody said I should. I in my head, I'm like, I'll just give the person who submitted it the logo. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just kidding. Right. No, no, no. I, I right. think you're gonna. I thought you would just send him the. That's what I. Here. Yeah, I would just go. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I made this. If you want it, contact me and I'll yeah. send it to you. Uh, but then someone was like, "Dude, you should like make it a paywall for them." I'm yeah, like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> work, and I'm like, I just, I just did it. So it's, I did it for my content. So like, do you want it? Right, you know, but then it's like I don't, I don't want to get taken advantage of. Like, oh, do a lo-. like I'm not going to get to all of them, and I'm not going to do a. I mean, I have 15 minutes to do a logo design. They're not all going to be gold, but I think what's more interesting is to see just a just hear a thought process. Like, oh, this comes in. There's a lot of context to it. Like, all right, what what can we? Let's try something different. Let's do let's do this. Let's you know, it's just basically watching creativity happen on the fly, and then mixed with 
logo design principles that I've learned and follow with my own stuff. So same same thing I do with the website teardowns. It's just uh, I actually do it because I feel like you can't redesign a website in in 15 minutes. Right. But I can do a logo in 15 minutes. I've done it. Cool. So you have three shows, one slightly rebranded yeah. or, or different uh, programming yeah, <laughs> to yeah, fit with yeah, the channel. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's the idea. Yeah. And, and soon, and, like next week. Okay. And yeah. it's coming up. Yeah. All right. And by the time this goes live, it will be out. So definitely, you know, check out the channel. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely a different strategy than you have for swim university and brew cabin. So yeah. can you kind of outline what you do in those, those two different channels? Yeah. The, uh, swim university one is, is very simple. It's, it's very streamlined as well. It takes a lot more work, but basically we put out a video every week that's animated. And the way that works is we do a lot of research up front to find out, you know, what keywords we need to hit. Uh, we read a lot of comments. And when I say we, I say Steph. Steph is doing, she's 100% in control of that of that department. And she will go out and read comments on other people's videos, on our videos, and like just see what the questions that are coming up. Um, and then she'll do keyword research with Ahrefs. She will look at our website and see which, you know, if there's any gaps that need to be filled or if there's any videos that I've done, you know, back in, you know, 2012 that just like, oh, dude, you did like a three minute video and this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to redo it as an animated video. So she does all that research. She comes up with a video that she wants to do. She goes out and does more research to write the script. Uh, and then she sends me the script. And I basically, at this point, I don't even read it because I just trust her to get it right. I used to have to read it because I'm the pool expert. But now she, I feel like she's more of an expert than me because she actually does the research. And so I will, I am just the talent. I just do the voiceover. I, I put on a mic and I read it. And do you even need to read it? I mean, like your voice is behind the brand, but a lot of those people are just finding it through SEO. So who cares what your voice is? It, my, <laughs> so no. And, and I've, we've talked about like getting me out of that process, but I'm just fast. So I'm fast. It takes me 15 minutes to, to, to record a 15 minute script or a 10 minute script or whatever. Um, and if there's anything that goes wrong, I could do it. I, happened you know i my my personality is pretty good and i think i'm pretty good on a microphone so i'm like we might as well use that talent plus we still like using faces on the thumbnail and it's my face so just that sort of connection point i didn't it's weird to be have my face go oh no your pool's green and then it's some other guy's voice or it's a woman's voice or something you know so uh, it would, it would, I feel like it would be jarring to, to click that. And then, yeah. So I, so that's all I do though. All I do is obviously some strategy stuff here and there, but for the most part, all I do is the voiceover and then she gets it, takes it and takes it across the finish line and knows the YouTube platform like inside and out. So she, she got us over a hundred thousand subscribers. We got our plaques. I mean, we, I, well, she got a plaque. That's her plaque. And then I ordered a second plaque to, to, put, behind, to, yeah. to put behind, yeah, <laughs> to put somewhere in the basement in my office, um, just so we had two plaques. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get to 100,000 with my other channels anytime I was soon. Say, it'll, like, maybe I'll hit 100,000 in like 
10 to 15 years yeah yeah at this rate no uh but that one yeah we've been working on that one for a long time so and that one's a 100 percent seo play nice like that is what we're focused we're, we treat it exactly the way we treat our blog um and that's the strategy there she's an animator we use ScreenFlow, so the animations are really simple they're not like we don't use after effects or any crazy stuff you can go and watch them they're they're you know, it's really the content. It's not. A, it's not really what you see on screen. How long are those videos typically? Uh, we we tend to do better when they're over eleven minutes. Okay. You know, but we we kind of it's between five and fifteen. So like anywhere in between that those numbers, depending on the topic. Some okay. topics take a long time. Um, some topics are you know, and, and she knows too. Like she knows when she's writing the script and she sends it to me. She's like, this is going to be a banger. So like, play it up you know really push it so she she just knows it and then when it hits it hits it's like yeah nice all right yeah because she's just very in tune with that okay brew um, cabin so brew cabin is a pet project of mine and it is the the whole idea from the very very beginning i talked to thomas frank about this and i said i really want to do a youtube channel for brew cabin and my idea is to like basically create like miniature documentary movie like each video i can do anything i want like it just can be as completely creative as possible and i asked him i'm like do you think that's a stupid idea for the youtube algorithm like do you think that like that's just gonna that's just gonna hurt me and he said no i actually think it'll help you and i think he was right um and so each video it it's it's not even a process it's just hard <laughs> it's just hard to do and it only happens when there's an idea and if that idea I I will have an idea, I'll be crazy about it and I'm like, I'm gonna make this happen. And yeah. Do you have an idea for the next video? Yeah, I do, yeah. All right. You, you can tell me offline. Uh, I don't mind. We, we, I, we I don't. can tell you. Um Well t- tease it. You don't have right. to give the whole thing. Unless you want to. Real ale. Okay. And if people don't know what that is you could research it yeah maybe subscribe to brew cabin go check out some of the other videos even if you Please, don't like yeah. home brewing like yes. it's entertaining yeah yeah yeah. I, I i hear that a lot i hear that a lot and and it, the thing i hear a lot too in the comments is this is the best youtube channel this is the best youtube channel for home brewing i've ever seen and i it's obviously a compliment uh and I'm just like, okay, if that's true, tell your friends. Cause yeah. I, you know, it's, thanks, I, mom. Yeah, really appreciate thank you, it. mom. Appreciate it. But you know what's funny? Like that. Th- so that channel, ha- there, and this is the, the, my favorite metric of anything I've ever done in my life. And I think it's because it's it's creative. That channel has currently now five videos. I've had it for a year, and it has uh, over six thousand subscribers. With just five, and it had four videos up until like two weeks, a week ago, um, and that metric makes me happy because the the hot the homebrewing industry. There's not huge channels, just one channel that just crossed over a hundred thousand, um, and they you, like it's a good channel, um, but it's really hard to get to like fifty thousand subscribers in the homebrewing space, wow. and so a lot of big YouTubers or they call them brewtubers are like. If you're at 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, like you're a big brew tuber. Interesting. Yeah. And because I know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big home brewer as well. There's actually kegs sitting around us yeah. and there's a kegerator upstairs. And the, the thing is, I listen to 
many po- podcasts mm-hmm. on home brewing like 10 years ago or more than 10 years ago and you, there's many more podcasts now and i feel like those podcasts have like bigger followings than the youtube uh, absolutely. channels it's it's very interesting and i wonder why that is uh i, I don't know I, you know it that was what was that's what people yeah i don't know either um maybe it's like when home brewing like really took off because i know there's been a lull and like the craft beer movement yeah has sort of like yeah plateaued and or like shifted to true i mean they're making like uh, carbonated waters with vodka and yeah. juice in there or something and then hop water now is a thing we actually got some of the lagunitas um oh like yeah half percent um yeah like the ip na like the no alcohol oh have you had that no I I had like a little sip and it smells like hops it, um, and it, you could tell it's watered yeah. down, but it turns out I like to drink the alcohol part of it. Sure. And I enjoy that. Have you had a hop water? Not, uh, is that a specific brand or just hop water? Hop, uh, hop water, water <laughs> is a brand, uh, hop lark that makes the hop tea in Boulder. Have I haven't had that? anything like that. Wow. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. for the, I mean, if you, seltzer water with hops in it. Okay. I, again, I like the alcohol, so typically yeah, I'm going to yeah. go for that. <laughs> you like okay. seltzer water? Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. it's fine. Yeah, so it's like bitter. <laughs> it's bitter <laughs> seltzer water. Okay, so I think I covered most things here. Any other thoughts about your YouTube journey so far with any of the brands? I I think it's just, I think it's the future, and I say that because I thought it was the future like ten years ago. Um, I, when I, when I first started doing videos for some university, I, I said it to myself, I'm like, I need to just do this full. I, cause I, that's where I need to live as a creator of any, of any type. I've had a, I've had blogs, I've had all kinds of stuff, but the thing that I've done the longest in my life has been music and video. That's just it's just where it's where I can it's what I consume as a person. Uh, it's I'm not, I'm not really a, I'm not a reader whatsoever. Like I I I maybe at this point now read like one book a year maybe. Uh, I'm not a podcast listener, but I do like broadcast radio. But I'm not I'm just a I watch YouTube and I watch TV and I watch movies and I'm a nerd when it comes to filmmaking like it's just a, like I, I i love knowing what lenses like kubrick uses yeah. in in certain movies i'm like how did he get that shot or like what is that lens or like you know oh i gotta i just want to hear the story behind it so yeah i think youtube is i you know i and i've heard this too i said at the beginning of the article that i wrote about this challenge which is like um youtube is the conversion rates are fantastic because you're on you're on a platform where you can click links unlike a podcast right and you're you're probably sitting in front of a computer or your iPad or whatever instead of being in your car or at the gym and you're not only listening to the person and getting their their sort of personality but you're seeing them and the conversion rate between Google, people who are actively searching to solve a problem, and people who just watch YouTube videos, the conversion rate is identical for me as far as like people subscribing or people, you know, or like lead generation or product sales or all that stuff. 
it's just like Google is just where it is. It's just where the quality traffic comes from. Yep. So I'm going to put links for Money Lab mm-hmm. in, in the specific page where you outline the experiment and all the yeah. details and, and everything. And of course, your YouTube channel and a couple other places. Where should people find you? Yeah, moneylab.co. Cool. And That's, you're pretty active on Twitter too, right? I'm very active on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today. Appreciate and it. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. It's always fun to catch up with Matt. And honestly, we'd be drinking beers and talking anyway. So we we figured out that we should just record a lot of those conversations and share them with people. So that's what this was. And a little behind the scenes, I do try to batch some of the work that I'm doing, especially like more these days. So when I thought, hey, if Matt's coming over here, maybe we should record a couple episodes. The actual intention was to do maybe more like a 30-minute episode for each one of those. However, because Matt is Matt and I'm Doug, and we were drinking beer, each one of them was closer to an hour. And then because we were drinking beer, we did a live stream immediately after those two episodes. And I think there was like an hour of conversation that wasn't recorded at all. So yeah, we just like hung out all afternoon and had a blast. So I, I gotta I gotta get him over here a, a little bit more often. It is much more fun to record in person. You know, a ton of my interviews on the show are remote, and that is, you know, because people are not in a geography anywhere close to me where it's even possible. But because Matt and I live so close, it is pretty easy to do. And then for my other show, Mile High Fi, it's pretty easy to have, well, Carl's also a neighbor, but when people are visiting town, usually they're not too far away. And Carl uh, has a lot of friends that do travel through town and they'll hang out for a few days. So it's actually pretty easy to do those interviews in person if the schedules work out. It's, it's uh, you know, a little bit a little bit different. I mean, that people come into my home and, you know, we're hanging out downstairs and, and you know, it's a little bit different than going into like a, a studio or an office building or something like that. But I, I think it does give a more authentic sort of interview. And I don't know if people open up more, but it, it definitely makes things a little more personal. And I, I'm pretty sure it comes through the interviews uh, pretty effectively, whether it's video or this audio format. So anyway, check out all of Matt's shit out there. You can see all of the work that he's doing over on YouTube. So at the time that this is published, like we actually recorded it sometime back a few weeks ago. So you'll be able to see what Matt has done in in the meantime, and actually, you know, check out some of the different uh, shows and uh, playlists and the way he's organizing things, which to be honest with you, I haven't looked over there. I just got back in town recently. So I've kind of, I, I didn't do any sort of research uh, before I started recording this outro and intro here, but basically, you know, Matt's been doing stuff so you can see what he has been doing and potentially how he has pivoted and adjusted along the way. I mean, that's all part of, you know, money lab and what he's trying to do. He'll come out with some hypothesis, he'll test it, he'll get data, he will adjust, he'll ask opinions from other people and Hopefully, at the end of the day, he ends up with a 
a better implementation, a better final result because he's willing to pivot and move away from some of the assumptions he had at the beginning. So you can see what Matt has been doing. We'll put links and everything for Money Lab, uh, the blog, and the YouTube channel. If you have any questions or anything that you want featured on a future show, you could just shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show, and then uh, you know we can get it in there. I should be doing a new mailbag episode sometime soon. I think that's it for today. Got some awesome episodes coming up. I would tease you a little bit more, but do I have it on my list right here? Oh, you know what? One of them coming up could be really exciting, but I don't have it confirmed yet. I know I do have another episode, not only from Matt from today, talking about a completely different topic, but also from Jesse Lakes. I know that one is coming up pretty soon, and I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you know the cool people that I'm talking to, but I won't tell you about the topics. Have a great day out there. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you.